welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Yo, what's going on people? Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast. I am your host, Serial Sensei, and we are on episode number 43. Um, this is <laughs> actually a re-record. So, I originally recorded this podcast that I'm about to do right now that you guys are about to listen to about two days ago. And in the middle of me recording, my software shut down. I did not get a chance to save my session, so I lost everything. <laughs> I just, I got angry. I didn't re-record it that day. I was like, whatever. I, I quit. I give up for the day. But uh, here we are. We're back. I'm back re-recording. Um, it all worked out, though. So by the time you guys hear this podcast, um, I've already recorded a podcast with my co-host Antaku. Of course, we cover, you know, all the MMA fights, combat sports, things of that nature. So um, we just went over the Stefan Struve and Alexander Volkov uh, card that happened this weekend. So by the time you hear this podcast, that episode is already recorded. So I'll probably put that out maybe Wednesday, Thursday. And then, of course, we got UFC 215 coming up this weekend. So uh, definitely have a episode for that. And I got some other uh, projects in the in the works that I'll be recording. So as always, content is, is coming um, on SoundCloud, on Google Play, um, on YouTube. Still trying to get on iTunes. <laughs> Still not on there yet. Nobody's hit me back. I've submitted my podcast like a month ago, but it is it is what it is you know if you're listening maybe go yell at itunes on twitter or something tell them to put me on itunes man i've been i've been patiently waiting to uh, to get on there but for now it is what it is so i guess i will just jump into it so today i'm going to cover a movie and two album reviews well one album and one's actually more of a, a ep so we're gonna do the movie review first so i can kind of just get this out the way <laughs> oh man so i'm a i'm a glutton for punishment and i watch movies that i know are going to be terrible and i watch them because i like to i think every movie deserves its fair shot everybody deserves their little 15 minutes and they deserve to be judged accordingly but at least that's a rule i try to operate by the thing is that rule isn't true not everybody deserves a shot and i should have known that this movie was a setup especially considering i watched ghost in the shell earlier not that you know those two films are really related other than they're both animes but we know how this story goes great anime classic anime gets a live action make and the live action nine times out of ten is normally terrible um i watched ghost in the shell earlier this year one of the most boring movies i think i've watched in a long time and then death note comes along 
and I watched the first initial trailer, and I was like, I probably shouldn't watch this movie. It, it looks whack. It, it looks, it looks like everything I thought it would be, just mediocrity at its finest. But as always, my curiosity gets the best of me, and um, I gave this a shot. And um, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Death Note came out August 25th of this year on Netflix. So if you haven't seen it yet, um, to be honest, I'd probably tell you to just sit this one out. But I mean, if you're curious to watch it, it is on Netflix. Came out August 25th. Um, the film is an hour and 41 minutes long. So if you want to waste an hour and 40 minutes of your, li- of your life, like I did, hey man, be be my guest. But don't say I didn't warn you or let you know what you're about to get into. Um, disclaimer, I am going to spoil this entire movie. Uh, second disclaimer, me spoiling this movie doesn't do anything for you. You're not missing out <laughs> on anything, to be honest. The only kind of surprise is that the ending to this movie is different than the anime. Um, which, surprisingly, is one of the few things I liked about this movie. But I will get into that part later. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, Death Note was directed by Adam Wingard, and it stars people such as Nat Wolf, who play Light Turner. Yes, Light Turner, not Light Yagami. His name is Light Turner, whatever. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield, who played L, and Margaret Qualley, if I'm saying that right, uh, who played Mia, and Willem Dafoe, who played Ryuk. Um, I'm not really going to get into anybody else in this movie. To be honest, half of the other people and this movie were not all that important (laughs) i don't want to spend too much time talking about this um i mean if you watch death note you know the story for anyone if you if you've never watched death note or don't know what the anime is about um basically the death note is a book um kind of just falls from the sky and in the death note if you write someone's name they will die and you can write how they die when they die i think up to a certain amount of time um, the book does have sets of rules, which are, they do, like, briefly go over in the movie. Um, I feel like in the anime, they probably covered it, um, probably covered that a lot more, but e- either way, the the book has rules and, you know, regulations, so on and so forth. But the main point is you write somebody's name in the book, and they will die. So, the book, or in the anime, the book falls into the hands of, like, Yagami, who is pretty much a, a well-to-do citizen a model student a very intelligent person um and the anime it's a real battle of wit of the cops and l trying to catch him and trying to prove that it is him they have suspicions but they can't prove anything and in the anime light he's always covering his tracks it always seems like he's 10 steps ahead of everybody um, the anime did a really really good job of building tension and suspense and things like that um but uh, I guess let me stop talking about the anime. Let, let me let me focus on this this movie. <laughs> so in the movie, um, they got part of the story right. The book does fall from the sky. Um, now in the movie and Death Note, um, they made it to where Ryuk kind of chose Light. I believe in the anime he didn't really choose Light. He actually dropped the book by mistake. But either or, small thing they changed. But whatever. So in the movie, he chooses Light to to get the Death Note. Thing, I don't know where to start. I knew this movie was going to be a train wreck 
pretty much from the beginning, man. Like the opening scene, uh, you see light and like the schoolyard, and you know people are doing whatever in the schoolyard. And like light is hustling homework like people are paying him to do homework and he, he does this little transaction where like they hand him money and he hands them a paper and stuff like that it's it's weird it's i don't know <laughs> i guess it is what it is and that introduction music was killing me too i can't remember the name of the song but i don't know like the whole opening scene was just kind of weird and then yeah he he, he get he, he gets the death note or whatever and <laughs> the scene where he he he's like in detention oh god i gotta get to that part oh god so light gets into detention um trying to <laughs> trying to play superhero basically so he can get the girl so to speak so mia who was misa in the anime they literally just took one letter out of her name for whatever reason but whatever <laughs> she's like getting picked on by these two guys or whatever and then light sees it and he tries to step in and he tries to be witty and make jokes but the jokes just fall terribly flat and for all of his troubles he catches a hook to the face and pretty much gets ko'd in the beginning of the movie and then like he wakes up and I think the next the very next scene like he was just in detention I think I can't remember like this movie was edited really bad really bad it was really jumpy the way they like transitioned from scene to scene that was just something i noticed a lot while i was watching it but anywho he, he ends up in detention or whatever and mia got him put in detention i forgot how that that was even explained but she got him put in detention and he's in detention uh, with the teacher uh the teacher steps out of the classroom for a second and he's basically in there by himself so he pulls out the death note he's a uh, you know reading it or whatever and then storm comes things start getting dark and then he meets ryuk for the first time and ryuk is a pretty much like a demon and only the the user of the death note can see him so or I mean, the anime if you touch the book you can see him but in the movie like only um only light can see him in the movie and ryuk shows up like <laughs> Light yells, lets out like this fourth grader scream. <laughs> oh, it was hilariously bad. But he lets out this scream and he basically just runs all over the place. He's trying to get out of detention. The door is locked and he's panicking. He hides under the desk like that's going to do something. Uh, the desk ends up getting torn from above him. Uh, one thing they did i guess that was cool like the anime um ryuk and his fascination with apples um ryuk did body a few apples in this movie <laughs> but uh ryuk who was played by willem dafoe uh willem dafoe actually did do a really good job i will say of playing ryuk he probably was one of the one of the few if if not only bright spot in this entire film um he was pretty he's pretty he had that really dark sense of humor uh really witty just really just creepy but funny at the same time uh always in light's ear telling him you know hey you should put that kid's name in the book and you know laughing at light when things go wrong or when people start to catch on to him so um yeah Will willem dafoe did a really really awesome job of playing ryuk um yeah that, that might be the only good thing i can say about this movie um the first scene when the first death happened 
I was I read reviews before this movie came out, which normally I don't do, but I did it because I didn't care. Like I knew this was gonna be bad, so I didn't care that anybody spoiled anything for me. And I I saw people who like thought the deaths were cool. I thought all of these were like they were all really cool. Most of them, aside from the one scene where everybody jumped off the roof, maybe even that wasn't that great, but most of these scenes I just thought were extremely corny they were really over the top they reminded me a lot of like the final destination movies and not like i thought the first maybe like two final destinations were okay but after a while those movies got really redundant and they just seemed like they were just they were just pulling up crazy ways so just i don't know like <laughs> the first death scene in the movie a light uh right ryuk convinces light to write this uh guy's name in the death note because he's picking on this chick from outside the window and they can see it and so he writes his name in the death note and then he writes about decapitation and then they pretty much watch as this kid's death plays out and the kid ends up getting hit like some kind of car accident thing happened and a ladder flew and like the ladder like split the kid's head in half i don't know man it was really bizarre and just over the top and from there man the story just it was frustrating because i feel like this movie despite all of the casting mistakes they made like this movie could have been halfway decent but they just did all of the little stuff was just wrong they they rushed the story there was no build-up or tension like after he got the death note just things just started happening way too fast like they didn't really give you time to take anything in it was just let's go let's go let's go and then you get the love interest between him and mia and mia would oh, i hated her in this movie and i didn't really like her character much in the anime but god in the movie she was even worse she like basically ends up trying to bully <laughs> light around to get her to do get him to do what she wants and how she thinks the book should be used but like all of their plans are just terrible um oh man the one scene i have to mention this so everybody knows in, in the anime, uh, Light's uh, alias was Kira. So they also do that in the movie. Uh, he does go by Kira. But the way they explain this is my... <laughs> so he, Light and Mia are like sitting on his bed. They're, they're like a couple, a quote-unquote couple. She's pretty much using them the way I see it. But anywho, they're, they're like a couple. He's explaining to her why he chose the name Kira. So his logic is as it follows. And I'm paraphrasing, but this is pretty much what he said. So apparently uh, he said Kira means um, the light in like Russian or something like that. It means like the light in Russian, but in Japan it means killer or something of that nature. And then he looks at her with a straight face and says, <laughs> if I go by the name Kira, they won't know where to look for me because Kira in Japanese and Kira is Japanese and therefore they'll be looking in another country. <laughs> at that point, I knew, I mean, I knew this movie was going to be bad from the beginning, but at that, that just solidified it. At that point, I was like, I, I, boy, oh boy. I, I literally laughed at that part. Like it was so, that logic was so terrible but he said it with such conviction and a straight face that I was, I was like you really you really think you're a genius like and that's 
one of the many things wrong with this movie like one of the best things about the anime that made it so good was that light was so smart and what sucked in this movie is that there are times in the movie where they they mention that light is smart and that he's a really bright kid but they don't show you at all like <laughs> they, they never show you his brightness maybe one scene which i'll get to at the end but this just throughout the movie him and mia just there's a scene where kind of after light's been using the death note for a while and, and you know the cops are starting to catch on and some people view him as a hero but the cops aren't really too fond of him because they don't think he should be the you know, judge and executioner albeit he is killing criminals who don't seem to get caught like high-ranking politicians uh, people in the military who aren't doing things they should be doing so he, he's taking out in a way i guess he's taking out people who kind of kind of got what's coming to him but you know the of course the the police don't feel like he should be the one who'd make that decision or whatever but there's a scene where uh, light's dad who was very underused in this movie also badly casted because he was awesome in the anime not so much in this movie but there's a scene where light's dad is having this press conference and he's pretty much saying directly to the camera with his face and everything out there like listen we don't know who you are but we're not stopping until we get you we're not gonna bow down blah 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 so on and so forth basically tell him like listen man we're out we're out to get you like it's not a game <laughs> and, mia, and mia just grabs the death note and she's like you need to kill your dad like no you can't <laughs> i get it him and his dad don't have like the best relationship but you can't that's not a plan for one you're trying not to get caught i mean if at that point if you kill the dad they're probably going to be on to you not even that like this is supposed to be your quote-unquote boyfriend and you, you just without hesitation you just want to kill his pops like off of impulse just you got to off your pops i guess no just no oh my god and then then we get l he, he shows up he's played by um is it lakeith stanfield um i wasn't too high on l in the trailer he was decent in the movie um i guess i appreciate a little bit that he, he did have he had some of l's like quirkiness and he also had it kind of similar to l in the anime where l was always munching on these snacks or always something sweet pretty much so he had that going for him but even l in this movie wasn't like i feel as smart or as witty as he was in the anime and they also a major point in this movie that they really just glossed over they never really explained how they found out that kira was light like literally l just walked into a room with uh, light's dad and was like hey your son is kira and we just have to accept that like nobody <laughs> like, there was no explanation I mean, they, they kind of glossed over it to where there was like they explained how only well I, I i guess by process of elimination you can tell that by some of the people that light had killed that he has access to information that not your average person would have access to so by process of elimination they just kind of figured out well hey your son does have access to this so it might be him but like they did they just really glossed over it just quick mention you know which i feel like that was a major some major point in a film like 
everybody's trying to find out who this killer is and then you guys find out but you don't make it like a big deal you just kind of like oh hey yeah your son's uh your son's a killer and it's like eh. <laughs> oh man like just the acting in this movie the story was rushed beyond belief no really weren't any just good setups no good build-ups there was no tension mia and l were just terrible together um the music in this movie killed me too like there were so many scenes where like something really serious <laughs> was about to happen notably i'll skip all the way to the end of the movie where uh l and mia are on the ferris wheel and the ferris wheel starts to break and like they're playing like this really light-hearted song and like mia's about to fall <laughs> off of this really tall ferris wheel and guaranteed death if she hits the floor which luckily she did die that was one of the parts of the movie i liked because i hated her character so but i don't know man it, this movie was just not good man really rushed story the no type of really character development the only good thing like i said in, in this movie well aside from ryu the one bright moment that l had was at the very end where he decided basically to kind of kill mia which i thought and i thought it was cool how he did it because this was the only scene and a few scenes after that where it somewhat reminded me of the light in the show like that was the one moment where you could tell he was he was thinking not just for the moment but he was thinking ahead where he had it set up to where mia would die if she took the book and she took the book so she died and then he wrote someone else's name who really they both fell from the ferris wheel so he foreshadowed that they both would fall he wrote in the death note that mia would die he also wrote that a certain person would revive him after he fell and then someone else would go retrieve the book for him while he was in the hospital so it was dope to see that the, that was the one moment where i was like okay he's actually thinking ahead and he's he's you know he's plotting for the future and while it was different in the anime obviously in the anime they killed him but i didn't mind that ending it it was it was a, a nice setup i thought one of the few bright moments that he have and if they decide well i'm, I'm pretty sure they're probably going to do a sequel sadly but yeah like the, the the setup for that i thought was was pretty cool so if they do a a second one uh i guess it's set up pretty decent even though at this point they know it's him um and i guess last side note um he doesn't really do a good job of being you know secretive i, I feel like they find him pretty easily <laughs> so i feel like in the second movie I don't, I don't get how they're gonna drag this out because it's not everybody knows who he is now and he's not he's definitely not the smartest tool in the shed um as you guys will see if you watch it but i don't know man like this movie just all around the story was rushed the editing was terrible the music was bad the characters weren't that great aside from willem dafoe as ryuk the acting in this movie was very very mediocre yeah that's this Whew. if you're a fan of death note the manga or the anime you'll probably feel really disrespected after you watch this but i've seen some people who like it most of those people haven't watched the anime so take for that what it's worth i don't know but to me even as a standalone film i don't like even if you didn't reference the anime i still don't see how this is really that great of a movie um 
as of right now on IMDb it's hovering at a 4.7 uh, out of 10 um, I think that's generous I probably would have gave this a 2 uh, 1 point for Willem Dafoe as Ryuk maybe another point for L, who was just kind of passable if you compare him to everybody else in the film and that's even being generous so really I would give him like a 0.5 but whatever well I'll round up to a 2 but I don't know man um death note goes on the long list of anime movies and like video game movies that get turned into live action films uh directors for whatever reason choose to just like disregard the source material i don't get it i don't i don't know i don't know i don't understand how we're still having this problem in 2017 after so many failed attempts you would think a director would finally just say, you know what, all of these other anime movies didn't pay attention to their source material, so maybe I should look at mine. Maybe I should draw from it. And I get it, not every anime will perfectly translate, and especially an anime like Death Note, where probably would have done better as a TV series and not a movie, because that's a lot to squeeze in in a little over an hour, but still, man, like... I don't know, I don't know, but, hey man, if you want to watch Death Note, if you want to waste an hour and 40 minutes of your life like I did, be my guest, Just don't say I didn't warn you, um, don't get your hopes up, you might be mildly entertained in a bad way like I was, like I found myself laughing at how bad the movie was, but <laughs> overall, yeah, this, this was not, this is not a good watch, man, not a good watch at all, but props to Lakeith Stanfield though I'm seeing his face pop up more and more and like I said he, he was decent in this movie and I, I think it even from what I've seen from the little I've seen from him I, I, I feel like he's a guy who could probably break through in other movies like I don't think he's a, a bad actor I can't just hold this one movie um against him and even this one movie where I didn't think he was that great he still stood out better than pretty much everyone else so for what's that's worth, I'm glad he's getting some hype, and hopefully he'll be in some some better films in the future. Um, I guess if they do a part two, he'll end up returning. But uh, it is what it is, man. Another another anime movie just tossed in the dirt. <laughs> but yeah, man, that, that's all I got to say about Death Note. So watch it, but be warned. Yeah, uh, you're probably going to be disappointed. But on to things that aren't disappointing things that are pretty enjoyable and things that do not make me angry <laughs> let's let's get into some music uh first album on deck marlin craft the tunnels end um this is the second time i'm reviewing a marlin craft project um i reviewed he looks like nothing i think i reviewed that earlier this year even though it came out last year but um, i thought that was a solid tape um there was room for improvement uh for marlin craft to make but it was definitely a, still a solid effort nonetheless um if you don't know who marlin craft is he's from nyc um he's gotten a lot of buzz on the internet for a lot of his freestyle videos he had the, the nba freestyle where he referenced like every team um in one freestyle um i've seen him a couple times i think on team backpacks uh, facebook page so he, he's gotten a lot of uh a lot of hype on the on the internet and well deserved man the dude is definitely a, a good lyricist and he's been putting in the work and it, it shows the the tunnels in 
I believe this is a, a pretty good step up from what I've heard from his uh, his previous projects. Um, production, I think, has gotten better for him. Um, his songwriting, I think, has gotten better. Hooks, uh, concepts. I, I think he's he's making he's making the improvements that you want to see a newer artist make. That you know gives you hope that maybe they could be you know something special or just someone that will stay around in this game for a while and won't be one of those MCs or artists that you know you you hear from them for maybe one or two projects and then they just kind of fade to black like he he seems like if he stays on the trajectory that he's at now he, he'll definitely have some some staying power um the tunnels in it's a really it's not like a concept album but i think it does have some some underlying themes that to me are just kind of tied to actually the, the album title um i feel like in this album the tunnel kind of represents kind of like i guess our and by our i mean like everybody our like collective journey and where we're going and we're on this train in this tunnel and the tunnel's just <laughs> the train's not headed anywhere good so to speak and we all could i guess change the path of the train and find a better out but we're all just kind of caught up in our own little worlds that we're not focusing on we're not as aware as we should be pretty much and i think that's a theme that kind of runs throughout this album uh i can't even really say subtly but it's, it's a theme that at least i picked up on that i think runs throughout this album um like i said content wise man he you'll, you'll get songs about kind of just an everyday life of an everyday dude who's just kind of out here just trying to make it um he has a nice ode to to my nerd people in the world i'll get to that track later um you know bars about social injustice racism police brutality the this, this internet culture that we're in in, in today's age like that he touches on a, a good array of topics and he does it he does it without coming off like too preachy which i think some artists can fall in that trap of they'll have good content but their delivery is kind of like beating you over the head and i, I think he does a good job of balancing good content without like trying to preach to you he's just he's just he's just talking to you like he's just trying to just let you know what it is but he's not beating you over the head i feel with anything um also i would i think he did a good job of with on this project uh better than he did on the last one um he can do these songs with like messages and good content but they still they're still aesthetically pleasing sound wise so it doesn't you know it, it doesn't sound like corny or you know it, it, it just it comes across really well uh i think he, he did a really good job on that so actually i'll just kind of jump into uh some of these tracks uh some of the favorite my favorite cuts from this album um the intro actually uh track entitled the one first track on the intro i mean on the album i love the production on this track those really like jazzy horns it's really it's a really like classy instrumental it reminds me of like the beginning of like a james bond movie it has a really good just classy feel to it i thought it was a really good uh kickoff to the album um production on this album actually was pretty pretty varied man he gives you a few different looks like you get the one which is a like i said a 
pretty like classy jazzy uh track um then it goes into bad day music which <laughs> completely flips the mood and the track kind of sounds the way the song title does um I, this is probably one of my favorite tracks on here of marlon just pretty much describing the motions of a bad day but i love the uh, the verse where he's talking about him being on the on the train and the dudes are grilling him on the train and talking loud like they're gonna do something i just kind of found that pretty relatable like if you've if you've ever rode public transportation albeit a subway a bus or or whatever like you, you know those people are out there people out there just kind of kind of bumping at the gums on the on the train or on the bus trying to start trouble but they're probably not really going to do anything but they're, they're just out there causing ruckus so uh i really 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 enjoyed uh bad day music that's a good track um the fills is another good one off this album and i appreciated this track because i think this one stood out to me from pretty much all of the other songs on the album um just didn't sound like the rest of them like had this really slow like dreary beat but in contrast to like the dreary beat marlon had like this really not like double time flow but he definitely picked his speed up as far as his delivery was so i thought that contrast actually worked out really well so that was another favorite on here um brainiacs <laughs> which but like that's that's the nerd anthem on this uh, on this album pretty much uh kind of like an kind of like an uplifting uh you know and an ode to 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 the nerds out in the world and people who you know get picked on for you know being into you know quote unquote nerdy things and stuff like that and basically him saying you know you might be ridiculed for for being into you know nerd culture but like hey man you'll be good like don't don't let anybody deter you from what you're doing like just just keep doing you um so i, I thought that was really dope um another thing i'll mention actually before i keep going uh one thing i think marlon does well aside from being a really good lyricist he also has a really good i think like mic presence and like an overall just a good voice for rap like it's this really it's a really like confident i don't know like he, he's there like he's he's very present on the mic if that makes sense like he, he doesn't he doesn't shy away from the beat <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain but like he, he i just think he has a really good good cadence for for hip-hop so that's another thing that makes his, his albums enjoyable he just he has a really good a good mic presence about him um this album to me like starts off really 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 good um i actually need to bring up the entire track listing but this album to me just started off like fire so give me a quick second i should have had this up already <laughs> but okay so yeah you start off with the one which was a dope intro then you go to bad day music then you go to the fields and also i'll mention in between a lot of these tracks you get these um you get these interludes which kind of tie in the the theme i was talking about of the tunnel and the train and that whole journey of a lot of the interludes is marlon talking to this uh, homeless guy on the train and the homeless guy's explaining to him kind of like you know how we're all we're all on this train together and nobody's willing to help anybody else because we're also stuck in what we're doing but literally we could all change the course of this train if we just kind of bonded together but they have like a few interesting um 
exchanges really i feel like the old guy was doing <laughs> most of the talking but um so that kind of like ties the theme of the album and also and then another really important track i think to me that ties the theme is actually it's an interlude called the closing doors and it's uh, right before brainiacs i thought that interlude did a really good job of tying in the concept of kind of what this album is about um so yeah you get tracks like one through five are really dope then you get the tracks number six uh new york shit with radimus really really <laughs> really just grimy it, the, the 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 instrumental sounds exactly like what the song title is like this is straight hoodie and timberland music it's it's a really dope just grimy street cut um probably my favorite line on that track probably my favorite line on the album uh i ain't the one to hold my tongue i ain't at all bashful they never call you on your bullshit like lebron's travels how you gonna free yourself if you don't see your own shackles i ain't along for the ride i'd rather carjack you like straight just that's straight new york just <laughs> straight, straight just griminess i loved it also um shout outs to radimus one of the few uh features on this album he had a dope verse at the end so yeah man that's that's a straight like just new york gritty hip-hop track um marco made me do it i don't have production notes in front of me i think marco polo produced this i'm gonna say um but yeah this this beat is nasty just a nice this nasty just head nodding uh beat and i like how marlon really flowed over this and he has a, a really good like array of flows where like some of these tracks he can he can kind of slow it down and then he has like i said on the fields where he kind of ups the speed of his flow and then you get to marco made me do it where it kind of reminds me of like a sky zoo flow where he just kind of gets in a pocket and he just just kind of goes in so that's one of my favorite tracks on here um the internet lied is another good track <laughs> it's a really interesting track uh kind of uh talking about the um kind of like the blessing curse of this internet culture um i love the lines nowadays i sleep less because i'm up hitting refresh we exposed them more than before yet we see less which i thought was really dope and a very true line about how we you know we get bombarded with so much content and excuse me so many content and just videos and everything on a daily and it's like how much are we really learning from this like there's so much information but we seem to we're not gravitating toward the information that really matters um, but i thought that was a dope line i also love the hook how on on one side he's kind of like he's kind of like showing the downfall of the internet but then like in the hook he like shouts out soundcloud because he's like that's where you guys probably heard this song so <laughs> i thought that was dope like it's a good it's a good showing of the the double-edged sword of of the internet so that, that was a pretty good um uh pretty good track um going down the track listing um like i said a few of these tracks switch it up uh, you get tracks like all i need which is kind of a slower track um i don't remember find the way that much to be honest then you get the internet lied invisible man and then the album ends uh with un with unstoppable which i think was a good um a good closing track uh to this album and kind of ties in i think the album pretty good about we we could do a lot better pretty much if we all stood together if we all banded together as one and you know if everybody got on one accord the world could be running a lot smoother than it is now but 
so i thought that track was great and oh shout out to leah rich who is the other lone feature on this album she was on your life and all i need um, i believe she's collaborated with him before she does a, a pretty good job on her hooks um so yeah man like this album this is a really it's not a, like an amazing project but it's a really it's a really really solid uh really solid piece of work i would say if definitely if you're a fan of more of the underground sound um it, it has boom bap feel to it but not like it's not it doesn't sound like dated or old <laughs> you know or anything like that like it's that new york east coast sound but it still sounds updated it still it still sounds modern so i, I think it's good in that effect um, like i said man you get you get a few different looks on this album you you get some head nodding joints you get some tracks that are a bit slower um you get some more serious songs you get a few uplifting joints on here um like i said as far as content man you get introspective you get social political you know the music industry the internet culture racism it covers a, a, a really good gamut of of topics without the album you know sounding like it's all over the place or anything like it's, it's really well put together um a nice it's a nice solid album and like i said it's a, definitely a step up from he looked like nothing so i, I think i think marlon's on a, a good trajectory like I, I think he's from what i see man he's he's out here making moves and doing shows so he's obviously his, his career i think is, is headed on a upside so it'll be interesting to see how far he can go um i don't really have a lot bad to say like i said it's not a great album it's it's just a really solid consistent album i think um as far as something i would maybe like to see from him moving forward um i think he would do good i'd be interested to see him over some different sounding production because i think with the many different ways that he can flow and the way his delivery goes like he, he has various ways of attacking songs so I think I could, I could hear him over a lot of different kinds of production. So I, I would like to see him experiment maybe with his sound more and branch out. Um, I'm not even really sure what kind of sound, just just something different. Like I, I think he could not saying like go like a pop route <laughs> or anything like that, but like I, I think he could fit over a good array of production. So I don't know, maybe in his next project, I I would look forward to seeing him uh, expand his sound a diff, uh, a bit more. Maybe work with. Uh, some different producers than maybe who he's working with currently just to see you know maybe if he can find another you know a different sound just something different he can he can bring to the table not that what he's doing now isn't working but you know i i think he could could branch out a, a bit more but i mean other than that man it's a pretty like i said pretty pretty solid piece of work man definitely uh something worth uh checking out uh, definitely worth the 9.99 on itunes or how much ever it costs I, I know i bought i don't remember what i paid but <laughs> but yeah man it, it's a really good album i'll definitely leave uh pretty sure like two of these tracks uh from this album have videos so i'll probably leave those in the description below so you guys can check those out so you can kind of get a feel of uh what you'll be getting into when you listen to the album but yeah man it's, it's a really 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 good piece of work definitely uh an mc to, get, to keep an eye on um like i said if, if you love that new york sound you want lyricism you want content um and you want that that new york pr style production but 
you know that still sounds modern this will definitely definitely be up your alley so shout out to marlon craft man he, he's out here putting in work uh getting better with every project so i definitely look forward to what he puts out next and yeah man tunnels in give it a look give it a listen and i'm pretty sure you'll you'll pull some songs away from that album that you'll definitely enjoy um so yeah really really dope project and i guess now it's pretty much all i got to say about that album won't, won't drag it out for forever uh this next project we will get into uh last project i will be reviewing uh really short but still a really good project uh for sean is back with his mana ep um as of late for has been been pretty active he first kind of burst on the scene with uh the boy meets world i believe was the album that he originally got like a lot of recognition for and then we were all waiting for the ecology which seemed like it took forever to drop <laughs> that finally came out and then he was kind of quiet for a while but he came back on the scene he had a project with Al uh, alchemist called fashionably late which i think that was like an ep i can't remember i don't think that project was that long but uh he, he dropped that and now we get i think i can't remember if he dropped anything after that um but even still he's been putting out more content as of late which is always a good thing um if you don't know who Fashan is as i stated uh boy meets world is probably like his most notable uh release uh he's an mc from the west coast um he's done tracks with people like dom kennedy um, i actually think he had a track with buster rhymes on the ecology um either way man he, he's been in the game for a while he's been holding it down on the west coast definitely a good mc so i'm always looking forward to his projects um i guess I'll, I'll run through this really quick because this album honestly is not <laughs> that long uh so i'll just go through some of the tracks i like um or i guess overall as an overall note just real quick um like i said it's, it's a really quick to the point ep um lots of social commentary throughout this project um lots of thoughts on you know racism and kind of the state of the country right now and i thought he did a good job of kind of fitting all of that into this really short uh project and definitely some lines in here that i, I pulled away but uh just to go into some tracks i enjoyed uh the opening track mana uh i guess which means moses um really good start to the ep i love the little like guitar lead that starts off and that beat drops uh, i think it was produced by somebody named hectic if i remember correctly so shout out to him because the beat was just so mean when it dropped and then for sean just goes in and yeah man he, he he just goes in man it was a really really good start to the project um another favorite track on here uh crack america it's really slow plotting beat with like these almost like tribal drums it kind of reminded me of and this track is kind of for sean just kind of just assessing america and just looking out <laughs> at the world and not really enjoying what he's seeing uh enjoying what he's seeing um i like the line so much irrational behavior we cut throats casually spiritual depravity money is your new majesty i'm in search of in search of a new habitat uh for humanity so I, I thought that was a really good line and like i said it's kind of a track of just him i guess uh, assessing society's ills at large um very very you know socially uh i don't say powerful but just socially i guess a aware track um i love the track 
proud on here uh kind of i guess you could say like it's black power <laughs> anthem on here um a lot of references to uh prominent blacks throughout history um and i love the horns on the production so i don't know who did this beat but shout outs to you the, the beat on this track was really really dope um and like i said he, he just references a lot of uh black figures and their contributions uh people like marcus garvey angela davis nat turner carter g woodson uh, maria makiba so on so forth a bunch of people i'm probably forgetting but really really um really dope track i just you know about being proud to be black pretty much even in face of racism and things you you know the things that we go through in this country that he's still proud of his people he's still proud of his heritage so that was definitely one of my favorite tracks on here um i love the track <laughs> that's entitled for sean i love that hook man that hook to this track is just so catchy and the beat on that track is just it's awesome that's probably i don't know i don't know if it's my favorite it's, it's like top two little man that's that's another track on here that's just really 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 dope man um and then i guess i'll just mention the uh, is this the last track yeah mother america so i think this is the track that uh i kind of skipped through a few songs but that's the track that uh closes out the album actually real quick actually you know what before i get to the last track the middle part of this ep it takes a quick turn so like tracks one through four are pretty i guess you would say serious so mana crack america there's also another track called afraid which is pretty dope i love the the sample vocals on that one but like those tracks are pretty serious along with proud which is track number four of you know talking about social injustices and, and things like that and then takes a quick turn on tracks five and six so five you get pardon my g with snoop dogg which is this really like kind of like upbeat party track and then you get celebration uh which is kind of sort of the same um those tracks did kind of throw me off when i first heard the ep just because it, it kind of felt like it didn't i guess fit with what with everything else that was going on in the in the ep but i guess on the same token it's i don't say it breaks up monotony because i don't want to make it sound like the rest of the ep was like bad or boring or anything but I, I guess it just gives you a different look real quick so that maybe the album just isn't so heavy you, you can get a few a few lighter moments to listen to so I, I guess it depends on your mood like i guess if you like those kind of tracks you might find them enjoyable uh pardon my g for me was kind of eh. uh celebration was cool and then you got clouds above and like i said then you got the track entitled for sean which is awesome <laughs> and then uh closing track number nine is uh mother america and this is pretty much the track of him talking about racism and police brutality and things like that um but there, there were some lines in this song man that really really stood out um no justice for out sterling or betty jones miguel espinal nathaniel pickett philando that's the taste of a bland decision ambulances family panic stricken line the casket or you could land in prison the ultimatum still stands in the land we live in bro that that bland that bland decision line really really stuck out to me the uh, when i first heard that i was like "Ooh, like that was mean it was it's a sad bar when you think about it but like it, it was mean how he fit that in there and if you don't know the sandra bland story i don't get into it but if if you know you know like that that was a pretty mean line so that that line really stood out and i, 
I think throughout this song he did a kind of a good job of really painting an image of how black people are treated in this country and how we 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 do and we love being here we love the country but it doesn't seem like it really <laughs> loves us back it actually this song reminds me a lot of um that why you don't love me track from joey badass's album like they don't sound the same but i, I feel like the the content is very like similar and it, they express a lot of the same uh, sentiment so yeah that 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 was a dope line but uh, another favorite line it's pretty much the ending line actually these are, i think literally these are the last couple bars on the entire album uh where he says in debt we confess we owe each other a lot still i hug her like she's the only mother i got even though she threw shade on the sunniest spots turned every one of her sons into something they not i've been insane since i came out of stomach i don't know how else to say it i'm in love with mother america which is him painting this picture of america as his mother figure who basically treats him like trash but he still loves her even though he knows you know even though he knows that she's not doing right by him and that it's she's messing up him she's messing up his friends but he's he's still trying to hang in there which i, I feel like that's very very relevant <laughs> considering a lot of the, the crazy things that we got going on in this country right now but I thought that was a, just a really powerful way to end the end the album uh, or EP, I should say. But yeah, man, this EP is really dope, man. Like I said, and and nine tracks, you just you get a lot of a lot of social and political commentary and things like that. Um, but you still get music that sounds good, a lot like the Marlon Craft Project. It's not preachy, um, and Fashawn is also just a, a really dope MC. So yeah man this ep just it, it came to, it came together really well man and nine tracks you you get some really solid material so um, um I, I was really pleased with with what i heard man and i hope after this ep maybe we can get another for sean album definitely <laughs> definitely would be be looking forward to that so I hope hopefully he's got something in the works man but uh, as far as the mana ep um definitely give this a listen man if you're a Fashawn fan i think you'd enjoy this um if you've never listened to Fashawn, this probably wouldn't actually be too bad of a start um i would say though and i think in comparison to some of his other works um this one's probably one of the more socially and like politically charged not that he doesn't talk about issues in his um and other projects but like this one seems really really heavily focused on that so i mean if you like that kind of commentary then you'll probably enjoy this project a lot um but if you want to hear him more on just i hate to say like regular songs but songs that if you want to hear a more varied style of what he can do i would say maybe listen to boy meets world or the ecology to where it's not all social and political talk it's, it's some of that kind of mixed in with like reality rap but then him also making um him also can make like catchier songs like i love golden state of mind off the ecology uh, I thought that, I think that's a really cool track from him with him and Dom Kennedy that kind of shows that he can break away from kind of like that serious rap that he can do something a bit catchy without it being like corny or anything like that so yeah man Fashawn's a really really good MC dope artist so give this a look man it's a, it's a dope it's a dope project so yeah this is pretty much all I got for today I ain't trying to keep you guys here for forever and ever i was on in <laughs> so 
Yeah, just a quick recap, man. Uh, Death Note. Yeah. <laughs> Do with it what you will. Do with it what you will. <laughs> Marlon Craft, The Tunnel's End. Definitely give that album a look, man. Dude's been out here putting in work. Uh, seems to be getting better with every project, and this this that album definitely shows it. So um, give that a look. And this for Sean Mana EP. Definitely give that a listen. Only nine tracks, so you can get through this pretty fast without it taking up too much of your time. So yeah, man. Good music, good content, good times, man. Good times. So real quick before I leave. Sorry, I keep burping. I ate right before I recorded this. <laughs> Probably wasn't a good idea. But, um, yeah, real quick before I bounce up out of here. Um, as I stated earlier, uh, by the time you guys hear this e, uh, this episode, um, if you're a fight fan, like I said, we went over the Stefan Struve and Alexander Volkov fight. So that podcast will be dropping soon. Um, I'm also going to be reviewing um, this Samurai Shin project. Um, if you guys aren't aware, that's like an indie, it's like an indie manga, um, but it also is accompanied with two EPs uh, that are like instrumentals, well, there's some rapping on there too, either way, it's a real interesting rollout, um, I love the, the concept of like that project as a whole, so, um, don't know what I'm getting into when I read the manga, I mean, I kind of have an idea, but you know, you never really know what you're getting until you read it, so, um, definitely I'm going to check that out, and I'll definitely be talking about that, that'll actually probably be my next review, so, you can be on the lookout for that and we got ufc 215 coming up um definitely got some other albums man i gotta listen to this daniel caesar album that i've been hearing about um i don't know me i got I got some projects i got things in the works and a lot of content out there to be talked about and reviewed so i'll, I'll be on it man i try to keep myself busy so i can keep putting out content um all i ask from you guys is if you're listening give me a like give me a uh, a share that's what i want the most man just if you do anything if, if you don't like just give me a share man like i, I just want to spread this to people want to get a bigger audience um, i'm on youtube i'm on soundcloud i'm on google play I'm trying to get on itunes but hey that they're, <laughs> they're jerking me but <laughs> i'm trying to just spread the audience man so if you like hip-hop uh if you like mixed martial arts you like movies you like anime nerd culture uh, nerd culture i guess you could say uh in general pass this around to somebody they might find something they like so i'd, I'd appreciate it if you can just give me a share give me a like spread it to as, as many people as you possibly can who think might appreciate it and don't be afraid to to comment man i would you know would love to hear you guys' thoughts on the projects i reviewed the fights that we talk about and things like that so always uh looking forward to the interaction i can get and if you want you can follow me on twitter at serial sensei and you can like the dojo talk facebook uh podcast page and yeah man so i will leave all relevant links uh, in the description below so you can follow me uh, on social media where i'm at and keep up with all the work and content that i'm putting out and yeah so that's pretty much all uh, i got for today been a been a good time hope you guys uh check out all of the music i've recommended and maybe check out death note that's whatever but <laughs> yeah man it's, it's it's been real but i'm gonna uh, go get out here and enjoy my my two days off before i gotta go back and work for the man on tuesday so 
yeah i'm gonna go kick my feet up probably listen to a few podcasts myself oh actually real quick before i get out of here because i'm actually meant to mention this a couple podcasts ago uh shout outs to uh d respect and uh dominic rebron or rebron i'm saying that probably butchering your name (laughs) as much as i listen to that podcast uh but yeah man those guys had a podcast called double d's um i'm not gonna lie it's probably like the my favorite podcast of all time um recently within like the last month that podcast came to an end unfortunately um they stopped at episode 200 um and then they put out a documentary which i'm too broke to buy right now like literally too broke to buy but i definitely want to check that out um one of the most entertaining podcasts i think i've ever listened to if you if you it's, it's nothing like you've heard before man those, those guys are really talented it was really sad to see that podcast go because they had such good chemistry and <laughs> the characters that they had on that podcast man underwater eddie and julio and directions guy <laughs> like it's it's hard to explain if you've never listened to it but for people if, you, if you've heard of the double d's podcast you know man that, that was an, a really epic podcast and 200 episodes of great entertainment covering everything from hip-hop to politics to like relationships and life advice just it, it was a really really awesome podcast um to be honest it was one of the podcasts i listened to that made me want to do my own podcast because those i really really enjoyed what those guys did um it was sad to see them end at 200 but you know they both got their own ventures and things that they're trying to do um, outside of i guess podcasting so i'm I'm pretty sure they both have have bright futures ahead of them but yeah man give those guys a look man like if and albeit by by the time you listen to that podcast all that content will be old but still man they, (laughs) they they have a podcast that's just worth going back and listening to because it's so it's really unique and just entertaining and it, it definitely stands apart from other podcasts that i've, I've listened to even mine <laughs> so like yeah man shout outs to uh, d respect and uh dominic Rebron who still have their own individual channels if uh, you guys want to check them out uh d respect channel good to check out if you want some good hip-hop commentary um he has a really good unique perspective on things he doesn't i like how he doesn't really do like album reviews but i don't know his angle the angle that he takes when he dissects music i think is always interesting because he he seems always tied to like this bigger picture um and uh dominic rabron is good to follow if you're if you're into art um if you're into like design he a really good um artist um, he does live sketches on his channel um, also dabbles into you know music and things like that so uh two two dudes who i, I definitely uh respect in the podcast game and this creative world so uh yeah man shout out to those guys so I, I just wanted to throw it out there i meant to mention that a while ago but yeah man long live the double d's podcast great great podcast that i would recommend anybody if anybody to listen to man it's a really it's a really entertaining podcast but yeah man that's all i got for today it is your host serial sensei been a good time with you guys but i'm going to go enjoy my day so hope you guys do the same and i will catch y'all later peace